It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Welcome to the Panacea Concept. Today we're going to be discussing the six needs that you need to fulfill in order to find meaning in your life, or at least have a very meaningful life, feel fulfilled. Um, but first, it is November 3rd, as I'm recording this, it is election day in 2020. One of the, uh, I mean, it always seems like there's something every election cycle, but in this instance, I think this one is special because um, a, a big psychological operation has been uh, used on the American people, well, on the entire world, let's just say that, because all these other countries are also experiencing the same sort of uh, attack on um, on freedom and liberty and and um, I mean if you're not familiar with the other uh, podcast where I talk more in depth in depth about the uh, coronavirus and the pandemic and all those things feel free to go back and uh, and hear what I have to say about it because it's very obvious uh, what's going on I mean let's just take for example, it's just the guidelines in general, just really quick, and then I'll get into this episode. Um, the You can go into a restaurant filled with people um, as long as you wear a face covering for 10 feet to 20 feet, and then at that point, it is okay for you to take off your face coverings. Um, how does that prevent any virus from spreading if, if, if an asymptomatic people are the ones spreading it? Um, it doesn't whatsoever. It's just a, an, uh, it just seems like a ritual. Same thing. Uh, one more, one more example. Uh, you have elected officials who are, um, on, and, and unelected officials who are giving speeches and town halls and, and, um, and in front of these cameras and, and giving us information, uh, false information, but still information. And what they do is they'll wear a mask and then they'll step to the podium, take the mask off. Then the next person uh, will do the exact same thing. So they're literally breathing in the same spot. What is the mask for at that point? It's just to condition you, the viewer, to follow step, to, um, to do the same thing. And it's really, it's obvious, but it's only, it's only because of the belief that this wouldn't happen that it it can happen and trick so many people. People don't like being uh, tricked, so they will lie to themselves over and over again uh, to save the ego. And um, and it's just, it's very obvious. It, sh it should be obvious to to most people if they just take a second to to think and question. But uh, and and this isn't me calling other people. Um, you know, uh, any derogatory terms towards intelligence or anything like that, but it is, it's just a belief. I mean, it, it's anyone can trick themselves. It's, it's, I've tricked myself before. Um, it, it's be, becoming aware of it is, is really the best thing you can do. Your best weapon is to become aware of, of your own, uh, your own weaknesses, your own chinks in the armor. And, um, anyway, so, Election Day. 
I hope things turn out well, but one prediction, and I'm saying this as of November 3rd, let's see if it happens. Maybe I can look back on this episode and be like, oh, yeah, that did come come true. I did, um, you know, that one theory I heard is, is um, did actually come true. So that one guy, Alex Jones, was right, or, or maybe um, Candace Jones, or Candace Jones? Candace Owens was right. Um, or, you know, Buttar, Dr. Buttar was right. We'll, we'll see what happens. But the predictions I'm hearing more and more from people that I, I, I like and enjoy their viewpoints um, doesn't mean I agree with everything they say. But what I'm hearing is that the election will be, um, will be prolonged and contested, that uh, Trump will win, uh, but it'll be contested for uh, 79 days, I believe, until inauguration. And until then, there's going to be um, shenanigans with mail-in ballots where they're going to, the Democratic side will um, try to bolster their, their votes by, uh, by uh, fraudulent mail-in ballots. And then um, the other thing, yeah, yeah, but, but ultimately Trump will win. So that's what, I, that's what I'm hearing. That's other people's uh, theories. I hope it's true because um, I go onto my, my phone apps uh, and YouTube in, in general and Facebook and Instagram. And they literally are trying to push me into liking uh, or at least not not liking certain content. So um, for, and this has been going on for eight months, by the way, just been, it's been steadily ramping up. So on certain accounts that have dissenting opinions, you cannot actually hit the like button on certain posts. And what will happen is you'll hit it uh, you can hit it like 10 times, right? Um, and then the, your like will actually go away and it won't count it. Uh, other methods they use to stop you from liking certain posts is they will, um, uh, that you can hit the like button, but it won't add it to the number. Um, you can't comment on certain people's uh, accounts on, on their post, uh, at least past a certain number. So once it gets a certain amount of steam to it, they they censor it. They censor it by not letting you interact with the person who posted it and, certain, and, and things like that. And that's been going on for at least, to my knowledge, this whole year, pretty much, the, the whole um, March to um, November. They've been doing that. And it's particularly, it's uh, towards conservative content or it's towards anti-establishment um, content in general. So um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So whenever I'm being pushed so far in one direction, uh, I, I got to look the other direction and see if there's, any, um, if there's anything there that I, that I like. And uh, thank you, big tech companies, for making me look the other direction and, and understand that uh, I've just been manipulated for I don't know how long. This, um, so many things online and on TV are just pushing you towards one direction um, or towards several different opinions um, over and over again, like um, not being uh, like being scared of cops. That's a pop, that's a popular belief in entertainment that keeps getting pushed in, in so many movies. Um, and and what I found after all that is that and diving into neurolinguistic programming. Uh, I promise I'll get into the <laughs> into the title of this episode. Um, but anyway, well, after I found it di diving into psychology and all these things, is that I found that people are good. It, it's the the angle in which they're viewing things 
that are different, but they're ultimately good. Um, and I don't mean these people uh, <laughs> they're trying to take over the world right now. Uh, I don't think those people are good. Um, but for the most part, most people, 99.9% .9 of people, great. Great people. They, they want the best for their fellow man. They're trying to make the best decisions for themselves. They, um, they would thrive if given the chance. If not, um, if, not they, if they didn't have a psychological um, pre-programming from the TV and from the media, from, the, from school, to, to place them into a victim mentality. That's what I believe. So viewing things that, that way, through that light, I've, uh, I've gotten a lot more hopeful. And I, and I think that's just a better way to live. So why, why not? Like if you have the choice, why not be happier? Why, uh, why assume that you have zero power, that you're the victim, and that um, there's nothing you can do? Why? There's, there's, that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve anyone to not have a conversation about really tough topics either. And these topics shouldn't be, there should not be a tough topic that you can't talk about um, with your families, with your, with your loved one. Uh, there shouldn't be a topic. Uh, that, that not talking about certain things, it, it only serves the censorship and it serves the pretty much whatever is in place, whatever is mainstream. It serves that ideology. Okay, so. Uh, okay, the six human needs. So this is what I learned from Tony Robbins. He's uh, a very famous. What would you call him? He's not a. He's he's a motivational guy. He does neurolinguistic programming, but he he's moved way beyond that a long time ago. Apparently, through reading his content and listening to his Ultimate Edge um, program. All, all old old stuff. Um, you do, I don't think he. I think he's coming out with a new book. But anyway, so the old content, like 20, 30 years old, and um, he's incorporated a lot of psychological um, mode uh, motives. No, psychological modalities. There we go. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, uh, the ether. He's incorporated a whole bunch of other things to it. So it's not just he doesn't just do neurolinguistic programming, which was. What that was what I was under impression, but it is uh, a big basis of what he does. Uh, so, using words and images and and techniques to to change your state, your feelings, you know, the way you view the world, things like that, so that you're more empowered. That's basically uh, what he tries to do for people. So, um, when I heard the six human needs as as he defines it. Um, it, it, you know, that's just a good structure. So I thought it'd be a great idea to teach it in a podcast. So, um, here's one, one, uh, thing that he says, uh, could, could really structure the, your actions. So everyone tries to fulfill these six human needs. One, number one is certainty. So what is certainty? Certainty is that you are in a good position, you're safe, you're comfortable, you are, um, you know what's going to happen, and that, that kind of thing. So for example, uh, let's take this into a negative light to start off with, because a lot of people uh, run on programming, but they don't understand that they're programmed and that they're programming themselves to not be effective, not, be, not have a better life. So certainty when it comes to being a victim, let's say a victim, that's pretty much what they, the um, techno lords want 
people to think. They want everyone to think they're a victim. They need they need a handout from a big daddy government, or they need a handout from technology companies. They need to be saved, and that places you into a victim mentality. That places you into thinking that your fellow man, everyone, your fellow man and woman, um, that everyone is not to be trusted except for the big authorities, the officials. So, so in, in that light, victims are fulfilling the first human need, which is certainty. Next one up is uncertainty, the opposite of the first one. So um, pretty much like if you've watched The Good Place, which is, uh, it's, it's, I love the show. Um, the last season had one weird joke in it uh, because it's 2020 and now looking back at things, certain things are weird, but um, uncertainty. So the, the, the Good Place, what was very interesting, I don't want to spoil the show too much, so um, I, don't, I don't think this will be a big spoiler, but uh, when they do get to the good place, um, which is uh, basically like a representation of heaven, where um, where you, where the main characters die, and and they eventually go to a good the good place. That's all they call it, and it's so boring that they never have any uncertainty and no, and they don't have any variety. And by not having that, they become very very bored. And uh, I won't go into any more detail about the show than that. And um, because I don't want to spoil it's a good show. I recommend you watching it, even despite uh, the potential propaganda in, in, the, in the last season. But, um, but, but there's, there's, if you don't have variety, if you don't have a spice of life, you don't have um, something adventurous, then you become very bored. And so, so it's odd that the, human, the first two human needs are, are pretty much the opposite of each other. You want certainty and comfort, but you also want variety and something to excite you. So, um, so those are the first two. And I just found that really pretty much all of uh, Tony Robbins content is mind blowing. There's a reason that he's been around for 30 plus years and, um, and has helped so many people and his content is still uh, priced practically the same. So like the value is still the same. Um, and he just, you know, and I, I believe he keep, continues to grow. And, um, and, and I guess I'll stop talking about Tony Robbins for that, for this point. Anyway, next up, number three is significance. We would like to feel significance. Oh, let me back up. So how, as a victim, do you feel and fulfill the need uh, of, the human need of being uncertain and uncertain having variety? So let's say uh, you are certain that you are the victim and everyone is uh, out to get you and, and stuff like that. You need help. Um, and then let's say as a victim, you are uncertain if people will help you. So it's, it's a little bit of a thrill that, um, that it, whenever anyone does help you, it, there's a little bit of variety. So, so you feel like it's a little bit more special because, uh, because of your, your first certainty need, your, your first certainty is that no one is that you're a victim and that you know the world's out to get you so then when anyone helps you 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 have a little bit of uncertainty in that way so it's all how you look at it so obviously there's a billion ways to look at victimhood when you go through these six six human needs so uh, feel free to do that exercise um, on your own time as well or pause and do it however you want to do it okay so uh, as a victim how do you fulfill the sense of significance the need of significance 
uh, well, as a victim, you are special and you are, uh, and by the way, I'm not calling you a victim. Anyway, um, so um, this hypothetical person, if you, you, you're the only person that you know who has this special rare name of a disease, let's say you have, um, you know, a rare autoimmune disease, uh, then you become more significant. People, um, you know, you have special genes, you have, um, and this is, again, this is awful to think about, but this just does make it hard for people who are, who are victims, who, are, uh, who, who have that victim mentality to get out of it because they have to find a way to switch it and reframe the situation so the significance comes from a positive point of view. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So, um, so connection number, or connection, human need number four is connection. I gave it away. Uh, connection. So connecting with your fellow, with any living creature, really, connection. So it, it could be connection to universe, connection to uh, other people, animals, things like that. Uh, a group. So um, as a victim, you could feel a sense of connection with other victims. So you, you get placed, you place yourself in, uh, in a victim group and, uh, and you get a lot of connection that way. So uh, in that way, you don't actually want to not be a victim. Your needs, these four needs are fulfilled by the role of a victim. So that's what's very interesting. They can just as easily be fulfilled as a role of uh, the opposite of a victim, a hero, I guess. You can, you can fulfill these human needs as a hero as well as a victim. So number five is growth. So these are the, um, the these last two are the harder ones to fulfill. This is, uh, again, this is Tony Robbins stuff. I, I don't want to claim that I'm making this little foundational uh, template. I'm, I'm, I'm not claiming this. So anyway, growth. So number five is growth. It's hard to fulfill growth as a victim, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I may not see a way to, to fulfill um, as a victim, fulfill the last two needs. I, I don't at all. So, so that's why the first four are the easiest to to fulfill but the last two are are something that you you still need uh, in, in order to have like a better a better life a more fulfilled life so growth yeah i couldn't see any like how would you grow as a victim you could grow into a bigger victim i guess okay i did find a way um you could keep growing and your problems could just keep getting bigger and you could be demanding more attention from your community that you connected to and because your problems keep getting bigger, you have more significance, then you're certain that there's nothing that you can do and that you need help. And in that case, um, you don't know how bad things are going to get. So you also fulfill uncertainty. So um, very, very interesting. So the last one is the, uh, is the need to contribute. Yeah, I don't see a victim contributing things, but there's, there could be a way. There could definitely be a way to for a victim to feel like they're also contributing to something and and that is that that's running through the for the six human needs of that how a victim could fulfill those six human needs uh, so by reframing things we can see how we can change our habits 
just by viewing ourselves and our lives a little bit differently. So let's say you have a hero. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly healthy either to, to have that hero mentality, but, um, but it, it can be, it can be healthy. So if you are a hero, so let's, I guess, take, take a health coach, for example, because that's what I'm, that's what I'm, um, uh, being right now. And that's how I, I view life and how I'm trying to grow. Uh, so a health coach, I kind of feel like it, it's kind of like being a hero. You're helping people. You're not rescuing them. People still need to take the action. So you can't, certainly a health coach cannot help a victim be, until they get out of that victim mentality. So certainty uh, can be fulfilled by the health coach, by the certainty that I can help other people. I'll just use myself as an example for this time. Um, I, I certainly identified with the victim mentality beforehand, by the way. So I'm not saying that I've um, that I'm uh, special and that I can't fall for the same thing. That's that's what makes uh, this so interesting. When you work on yourself, you you grow, you feel better, you you realize that you were you had the power all along. You were the ones you were the one putting yourself down when you could have been picking yourself up. So uh, it's, it's it's bittersweet, but it's. it's I love it. I, I do love it. Okay, so um, certainty that you can help people. You've learned enough information. You can guide them to making better decisions so that they can get they can get through whatever health imbalance that they're going through. Um, and number two, uncertainty. The uncertainty that, that you still have, or that I, I would still have when dealing with any new person, because you don't know if that uh, if that other person is in the victim mentality if they're going to face an obstacle and immediately give up that is, that feels uh, awful by the way it's speaking from experience very awful um, but again uh, you're uh, I'm not a hero <laughs> health coaches aren't a hero you know you're not rescuing people you're you're guiding you're just guiding so um, you know it's it's ultimately up to other people and Health coaches shouldn't take it on themselves if the person gives up on themselves. I mean, it's ultimately we all are our best friends or our worst enemies. Um, so yeah, it's it's just the way it is. So um, yeah, uh, number three, significance. Uh, you might already guess how significant someone would feel if they feel like they can help absolutely anyone in the world with getting healthier and. And rebalancing the body, and and working on these, and, and working on these imbalances that could lead to these very serious symptoms. So um, that health coach uh, does fulfill the need of significance, connection. You are connecting to your fellow human being and helping them through their journey. So that health coaching, uh, I'm I'm not trying to talk in <laughs> talking the listener into uh becoming a health coach but it might sound like it but hey if you if you resonate with this you may want to be a health coach i mean it's this podcast isn't just to um for potential clients and and current clients and and uh you know just giving them information it's just to help anyone grow uh in any possible way so connection you definitely do connect with people but then you also have to make sure that you're not taking on the responsibility that ultimately rests on your client. That's very important. And as I'm as I'm saying this too, I realize this might be good material for the group. I'm leading a 113 as of today group 
of uh, practitioners and health coaches. And uh, this might be something good to, to discuss. So anyway, um, maybe I should write that down as a note. Hold on one second, maybe this goes. Sorry, there's dead air. One for this group that I will not discuss on the air. Oh, that is an idea. Okay, so let's let's continue. So it's all how you view the needs, all how you reframe. So then you, you come to the last two harder to fulfill needs which is growth, which are growth and and contribution. So how would a health coach grow? Well, you continue to accumulate knowledge and, um, and it's an insane, I got to tell you, it's an insane amount of knowledge. So, I mean, as a health coach, uh, I'm learning psychology. I'm learning um, you know, seven different fields, uh, modalities of health. And uh, that, that, that's like practically endless information right there. And then I'm learning um, how to do speeches, so communication, and um, and 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 a ton of other uh, things that go into communication. Now you can break up any of these things into like a probably over a dozen different other fields. So tons of potential growth there, always always growing. And then how do you contribute? Well, it's pretty much the same way as you would uh, find connection. You contribute. By helping people to empower themselves out of their own bleak, sometimes very bleak situations. Um, I, yeah, and 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 as I was saying, I believe in another episode that uh, you know it's basically life coaching. Which I used to think life coaching was, uh, you know, it's like the the general the general feeling around it from the entertainment from the lying the lying tv box <laughs> was that life coaching is like all oh, this ridiculous woo woo stuff um but i honestly feel like any direction or most directions that the tv leads you if you look go into the exact opposite direction you're going to find more hope and you're going to find a better life so um so life coaching it's just going through the process with my own uh partner here uh for getting the certification um was very very enlightening and helpful and it was just a great process for me to grow and um and i look forward to continuing that um and i just highly recommend coaching in any aspect of your life um as as any if you can afford coaching in every aspect of your life great um if not then yeah just uh absorb free content like this podcast and the cabral concept and and read books that's very very cheap i actually um found a, a used bookstore i didn't even know that existed but it was like a it's a chain called mckay's uh over here in north carolina and i traded in some books that i didn't like and i wasn't going to read and i didn't want on my shelves and uh and got a in and, and got some new books and they were pretty good quality too so i mean it's it's all how you look at it. People find uh, a way to afford going out for food very easily. They can find if, <laughs> if, if, the, if the opportunity for the pleasure uh, and the comfort of going out to a restaurant and having everything cooked for you, um, it, 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 um, people look at that as not expensive, right? 20, 40 bucks for one meal, um, you know, plus tip and all these things. And and they'll find a reason to be able to afford it. Not won't bat an eye at it, but uh, to pay for 
a, let's say a course, like the course, I have a thyroid course out on mastermind.com. Um, and that's $97 right now. And, and for most people, uh, again, I'm trying to appeal to the, to 1%, but for most people, uh, who wouldn't even listen to this podcast. So you're, you're not that person. Uh, they would find a way to make that seem expensive. It's like, what you, I, I'm condensing, a, you know, a couple years of knowledge and, and things and, and protocols and stuff like that. Invaluable information into a, a, you know, a certain amount of time. And, um, it's, <laughs> and that saves a person, uh, a, a lifetime of, of frustration and potential pain. And for $97, it's like two meals, right? But people, and that, that could be viewed as expensive. Um, and meanwhile, there's other courses that are several thousands of dollars and, and no one would, uh, think to invest in themselves because they don't see the potential pleasure in investing in, uh, into themselves, but they just see the pain of losing money. Meanwhile, when it comes to food, they'll see the potential pleasure of just getting food for one meal, uh, which most likely won't be good for them and could lead to um, inflammation in the joints and pain later on. But they'll see the short term, the short, yeah, excuse me, the short term uh, pleasure over the the long term pleasure. So they'll see the short term pleasure of consuming a meal that's really bad for them, most likely. Uh, they don't they don't know the ingredients, the kitchen, um, what they're doing, uh, where where they're getting a source of food, and they and they will um, then that will be look look more appealing than the long term pleasure of of being able to better themselves and grow and get themselves out of a situation where they where they're going to have to be lifelong dependent on drugs um, that will most likely need to to go up. I mean, this is what happens when people go on. On these pharmaceuticals for um, for any condition is that they're going to need to increase the dosage. They're going to need to add different pills in there. You're going to have other issues, and you're just treating yourself like a, a broken down appliance as opposed to a human being. <laughs> and um, and that's you know the mainstream uh, line of thought. Anyway, I don't know how I got onto that subject, but I hope that was beneficial. I hope this helps illuminate your life uh, and, and how you make your decisions. The um, pain and pleasure, I believe I, I came up, or not came up, but I, I did a podcast about pain and pleasure. Again, that was also from Tony Robbins, the concept of how every decision you make is based on pain or pleasure and how you perceive the certain action to give you pleasure or pain. Uh, so people wrongfully, very wrongfully, and in their, in their not in their interest, they will attach pain to growth and pleasure to, um, well, pretty much to short-term uh, gratification and long-term, you know, health issues. Anyways, so um, this has been episode eighty-six, and I hope you enjoyed uh, the the concept. I thought the psychology of Tony Robbins and the things he offers is just. Best I've seen. I'm going to start, uh, I believe after that book, I'll, I'll start into um, more Dr. Joe Dispenza. But I don't know how much psychology goes into, but I, I've really enjoyed his content. So feel free to look ahead and see uh, and spoil the, the upcoming episodes. So have a great day. And oh, yeah, and then uh, good luck. I hope everything turns out with the election, uh, turns out well with the election. And uh, and we find out who, who wins and, and there's no shenanigans and no 
riots in the streets by um, uh, Antifa or anything. So I really hope everything turns out well. Have a great day. See you next time.